Huber, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Well, the press event and uh, other associated activities around Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, was held this week. We are looking forward to giving you a review in just a couple of days. But as part of that event, other announcements were made. Want to know about all that construction that was in the center or is in the center of the former future world of Epcot? Well, despite ambiguous imagery, it appears we've been given a clear view, an illustration of what is coming to the heart of this Walt Disney World Resort Park. Let's take a look at the details. As such, we'll look at what is the new festival center coming called Communicore, as well as a much more expanded Moana Gardens than previously showcased. At least, that's what the drawings show. So let's see what is coming to a big chunk of Epcot and what it will look like. We'll share all the details we've uncovered and we'll overview what we don't know. Make sure that you uh, check out our accompanying uh, blog, DisneyAtPlay.com, because there are lots of very cool illustrations. We've gathered them all together that showcase what is going on in this. I mean, this is a large piece of property. This is a large chunk. And, uh, and so we are um, very excited to uh, be able to give you some sense and to kind of start seeing what the pieces look like. It frankly was fairly ambiguous. Even in the preview show that was held in the Odyssey restaurant, it was still kind of ambiguous as to how the whole layout was and the look and feel and so forth. We'll just let you know right now, it's been changed and it's been changed considerably. At the top of this is the fact that the Festival Center, which was going to be a multi-tiered facility is now only one level. It's a large building but it is not a multi-tiered facility with a big um, forested um, roof where people were going to be looking out over harmonious uh, fireworks and doing uh, special events upstairs. All of that has gone away. What is coming in its place is interesting and, and good. Um, is it is it as good as what they had promised originally? Hmm, we'll have to see. There's some things that are not quite as interesting, other things that look very solid, and some things that are actually better, including the journey of water, um, which is inspired by Moana. So let's take a look at all this. And again, if you want to take a look at the photos, one of the first uh, ones we have is an aerial 3D uh, not 3D, but it's an aerial rendering of how the whole area shapes up as you um, visit it. From the top of it, you'll see uh, Spaceship Earth and its accompanying pavilion, and you come back, you come down on both sides. Now, um, let's kind of overview some general things about this. World Celebration. This is going to definitely be the centerpiece of the Epcot festivals, which frankly is almost every day of the year. The emphasis of this area that makes it very different, and I will say what I love about this 
is it is a remarkable improvement upon the previous landscape structure. Now I put a little bit of caveat in that because the fountain was in some ways very impressive and you had huge show buildings in the form of interventions uh, preceded by uh, what was known originally as Communicore. Well, half of those buildings are gone now. The half that's been saved has been made into the Creation Shop and the Connections Cafe and Eatery. We did our last podcast reviewing that. Um, and uh, it's a great location. I'm very pleased with the outcome of that. And it gives me hope for everything else that is going to occur here. You'll want to, uh, you'll want to review that podcast if you haven't had a chance uh, yet. Um, that said and done, um, you'll recall that the former future world was a large purple canopy stretched over a lot of cement. And for me and for my family, it was just simply a long haul through there on the way to something else. Now what has become, what was of that space, to include the fountains, is now um, really kind of what's become kind of a hub, at least a hub to what is um, what was Future World, which is now a world discovery, world nature, and world celebration. And it's far more landscaped, far more green, and far more um, beautiful, honestly. There's an emphasis on trees and gardens and heavier landscaping. At the center of this core is a is a five ring is the five ring symbol of Epcot, which is essentially again going to be the hub center of at least this portion of the park. The hub, I guess, of World Showcase is the water, this lagoon. Um, speaking of water, water returns to the center of World Celebration as it had before with Communicore. Now that's not quite right because in um, Interventions days, or in for well, actually, for many years, we've had a fountain uh, experience. That fountain experience got much, much bigger when they decided to create a show. I think that was during Epcot 94 that the huge show, which was based on a show in Tokyo. Um, premiered and they they spent a ton of money um, building out the fountains and making them the really the backdrop of this show which if you saw it included very colorful costume it was a lot of cast members very colorful costumes and one very strange um, dinosaur of the future which dinosaur of the future ended up being transferred over to Tomorrowland for a show over there when this show flopped and it flopped quickly. I mean, the show ended quickly. This was by the same year, uh, the same year as um, the world of Barbie was premiering over at the American Adventure. And that, that was the year that theater became more than just um, an outdoor stage. It became completely covered and, and ended up having wings and it really became much more of a formal theater. At any rate, there was a lot of money spent during this time on that. The problem with the fountains, and I love the fountains, and I, if, 
when I had the chance to maybe sit in the, and this is probably why I was reminiscing in the, uh, in the last podcast about the electric umbrella uh, outdoor dining area, because that was really one of the few places, a little bit at the Fountain View area, but there weren't a lot of tables at Fountain View. But it was one of the few places you really could sit and watch the Fountain Show. The challenge with the Fountain Show is you didn't look down on the show, you looked up on the show. The show sat high, which allowed some some nice cascading of water on the side, but really didn't didn't really do, uh, it just really was beautiful, but not uh, something that was easily taken in. Most people, really just saw it as they were passing through. Well, needless to say, that big, big fountain was go- is now gone. It, um, its uh, descendant is the fountain show that has now become harmonious. That is the center of all fountains now. And, um, and that has gone to the lagoon. But in place are some, as you look at the, uh, at the picture, are actually a couple of small ponds. And I, I mentioned this because there were actually small ponds originally with the um, Stargate restaurant uh, that was in um, uh, in uh, Future World originally when the park opened. I say Stargate, it, it was, um, it may have been more around the Sunshine Terrace, but there was, there were, there were ponds and what happened is those got removed and more asphalt was put in. And so, again, looking at this new view of what is to be, it really does look promising in that it looks much more um, uh, pedestrian friendly, uh, park friendly, landscaping uh, f- centered. And I think all of that are really good things to happen. The gardens, by the way, in this area are going to evolve with the seasons and or with the festivals. And apparently we'll have a pretty extensive uh, lighting package at night. One that would be tailored uh, to to the festivals. And I just wanna take a chance to read a little bit about what was said regarding that because Zach Ridley had given some emphasis around this. World Celebration, uh, quote, World Celebration will be a can't miss destination for evening activations at Epcot. I'm just gonna stop there and say, I really, I think that's important because so many people come to Epcot just at night, particularly around the uh, annual pass group. He continues, designed with over 12,000 individually controllable lighting fixtures. The reimagined nighttime experiences in this new park neighborhood will create a dynamic environment that will transform the area every night. End of quote. He continues, quote, we know our guests love the fiber optics embedded in the pavement at Epcot, and we're excited to share what we're bringing back new illuminated paving designs in World Celebration. These features pay homage to Epcot's past while incorporating updated technology and controllability to deliver some fun new lighting capabilities. Let me just stop right there. Um, 
well, he goes on to say, as you can see in this image that he shows, um, at the central planter in the Heart of World celebration, the rings of the Epcot logo, which again are at the center, very center of this hub, will come to life with light and color in an inviting and dynamic celebration of unity. So um, let me stop that quotation at this point and say, in, the, in one of the uh, diagrams, you will see um, that centerpiece location. And there's a little ratatouille image uh, celebrating um, food and wine. But you'll see a father with two kids in front of them and they're looking at the ground and they're looking at this pavement. Now, I'm not sure how fiber optics are being used. I can see ribbons of light similar to the big ribbon of light that is at the fore forecourt uh, in front of Spaceship Earth. Uh, you'll remember that, uh, hopefully you'll remember, that there were some very specialized uh, fiber optic designs, particularly over towards um, um, Innoventions West. And they were beautiful. They were a little off to the side and kind of, kind of hidden gems to be discovered, but at the same time, a lot of people never saw them. So it was kind of a hit and miss in that regard. But he's hinting at saying, we're going to infuse lighting even into the pavement as we had done before. And then he says, going on, we're creating new spaces for hero features, large scale decor. Uh, translated, that means um, images celebrating the festivals. Topiaries, lighting and artistic elements that will mark the seasons. Here we see an artist's vision for the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, where light uh, becomes a unifying element of global holiday celebrations and our points of light across Spaceship Earth provide a fully in the round experience throughout all of world celebration, end of quote. So what you're seeing is in the next image that follows all this is um, you will see that um, this, there are these stars and um, winter globes, for lack of a better term, kind of emanating out. And it suggests that there are gonna be these places where they're going to have specialized lighting features, but that the lighting in this centerpiece of the park is going to be tied in with Spaceship Earth, which is interesting because if you look at the light between connections, the gift shop, or I mean the eatery, and, um, <laughs> and creations, the word, we forgot in the last podcast, um, in that breezeway uh, where uh, you can also um, do the uh, do the sodas at Cool Club, there, those lights are the same kind of lights that are on Spaceship Earth. And I had said several podcasts ago, it would be great if they had lights like this tied all around that could be um, utilized um, and tied in with Spaceship Earth and, and their lights. All of that would be really very interesting. In fact, we're gonna talk about um, the Festival Center and they note that the exterior of this plays on the triangular geometry of Spaceship Earth. And I just, ha I just kind of wonder, especially as I look at one of the images from that, whether it might be that they tie in the lights in the geometry of that 
to the lights in Spaceship Earth. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen there, but the intent from um, Zach Ridley's comments is that, boy, lighting is going to play a big feature. So now we've got a lot of landscaping, a lot of shade, a park-like experience during the day, and then we have this incredible um, uh, nighttime lighting package that's going to be um, joined up uh, at that time. Now, um, wonder from one of the images, is there a Wonderland garden? It, or is there a beer garden? At one point they talked about a beer garden. I haven't seen references to that still. Um, I do see in one image uh, Chinese lanterns as you're getting closer to the Connections uh, eatery. So it makes me think, and, and in the um, in the diagram uh, of the hub, you'll see what is this ring, half ring, on the right side from Connections through Creations that suggests to me some kind of overhang of... Um, not canopy, but maybe large umbrellas or something that will provide tables and shade, perhaps in that area. Again, this is all one of the questions, one of the little bit of concerns I have about this is that, you know, you also have to address the lightning issue, not the lighting issue, the lightning issue, Orlando being one of the lightning capitals of the world, where does everybody in the hub go when lightning occurs? Mind you, there was any place to go in the old future world. But again, it, it would be nice if they had uh, more choices, more options in all of that. And then it goes on to, uh, then we know also from the, the first image that I referenced, Dreamers Point is listed just south of, of the spaceship Earth. And um, we are presuming as has been referenced previously, that Statue of Walt Disney will be there. In fact, it says, uh, Disney noted, quote, as guests pass Spaceship Earth, in the future they will discover a breathtaking new view of World Showcase from Dreamer's Point. World Celebration will also feature a new statue honoring the legend, legacy of the original Dreamer, Walt Disney, plus beautiful natural environments and global design elements filled with Disney magic. So um, somehow this space gets heightened a little. If you remember, there was a flower bed um, in that space. I think they're taking advantage of that height and allowing you to be able to kind of look down over the, this hub area. And, uh, and then below it, it will be the statue of Walt Disney. And if you look at the first image in the, uh, in the blog I have, you see this sense of kind of a descending landscape that is part of that space right after uh, you get past Spaceship Earth. Now, last thing I want to say about this before we go specifically into the Festival Center, you will also note that the temporary paths that were made to the Living Seas and to what is now Guardians of the Galaxy, former Universe of Energy, those are going away, which frankly were really terrific. It was really nice to be able to go directly over to the seas and connect with that. The good news is, is unlike the previous uh, design from the beginning with, with Communicorn Future World, where you had to go all the way halfway through and then cut to the left or to the right um, to, the, uh, to, 
to the left to go toward horizon or what became mission space to the right to go to the land and then you had to kind of go back there are now path there is now a path just as you pass spaceship earth before you get to journey of water that will allow you to cut through to um the uh to the sea so you don't have to go back up and around in order to get through and that's i think uh very advantageous you don't see that on the same in this diagram on the same side for Gal guardians of the galaxy however when you enter connections cafe the first door takes you down a ramp, and as you then make a left on the ramp, it takes you right out to uh, that space. So you actually cut through, and there's a major path leading past the mural right out to Guardians of the Galaxy. So again, in both instances, it's going to be a lot easier to get to those uh, tucked away points in um, what will now become a world discovery and world nature. By the way, we should also finish up in saying guest relations. Nothing's mentioned about this, but in passing the last couple of days, you can see that it is completing its remodeling and will be uh, soon reopening as well. Full center. I have to be honest, I have never been really excited about this. Although I thought there were some, um, some good ideas with the original version of this. I think this is definitely a lesser version. But I will also tell you that um, if you've got a square footage that space, I want you to put in a ride. And if there's anything I kind of am disappointed in is that there aren't more and better rides at Epcot. I like rides. I like immersion. I like thematic, detailed uh, experiences. That's what I look for. Not to say that there isn't purpose and a role in this. I have to also say I was never excited about interventions. It's just really hard to say, oh yeah, that exhibit at interventions was the best. And mind you, I have tried all of the exhibits at interventions over the years and previously at Communicore. Yeah, sure. I'd love to see Smart One come back. And by the way, I think that would be very cool to bring into the ambiance and setting of the Festival Center reminders of, of previous, um, previous um, Communicore and Intervention experiences. Um, some of all thrills stands out. The House of the Future stands out. Um, the more recent Crayola experience wasn't too bad. Um, but where's the fire was there for too long. The Segway experience was very cool, but Segways have kind of gone, um, aren't, aren't what they, they used to be. And um, the piggy bank one was actually a pretty good one. We'll have to do another podcast on, on exhibits at Interventions and also at Communicore. So this space is taking up that space. But again, I, I, I miss the air conditioning, but air conditioning is not a purpose for having uh, um, an attraction and, or having a building. And so this provides air conditioning, that's good. Well, I have to say what I do love about this is the title. They have announced that the title of this festival center is Communicore. 
which relates to the original Communicore, which was part of Epcot when it first opened, later called Innoventions as it rolled um, into, well, it actually started around the Epcot 94, 90, um, 93 kind of years um, is when Innoventions came. It was well before the millennium, but certainly was uh, the uh, attraction after the millennium. Um, now, I, I have to tell you, um, I thought Communicore was a weird title to put to it, even though it's it's an homage to what was there previously. But I'm thinking, why is it calling Communicore? It has nothing to do with communications. And let me tell you, I have always thought, always thought for decades, the Communicore equals communications. Because if you go through vintage Epcot, you'll see that, you know, you come to things such as the, um, uh, the Fountain of Information, which was in Communicore, and, and other exhibits like unto that. And it, I always thought it was about communication. In truth, it ends up that in, um, in a previous uh, vintage Epcot, look back at Epcot's Communicore, Nate Rasmussen, who was a librarian for Walt Disney Archives, actually straightened us out back in 2012 when he said that um, before Interventions, there was Communicore, short for, quote, Community Core. This group of interactive exhibits invited guests to participate in experiencing the future. Now, I have to say, I went back to some of Epcot's pioneer legends and said, so what does Communa and Communicore mean? And they all said to me, communication? Wasn't it communication? And nobody said community. So I, I thought it was pretty funny that now we're finally realizing, no, it really meant community all along. It's all good. And I do like the homage. I think it's very clever. And more of this is, is welcomed. Uh, the multi-tiered and rooftop festival center, of course, planned earlier, that's been eliminated here, but it is taking up roughly the same footprint or space of the previous one. Uh, the exterior plays on the triangular geometry of Spaceship Earth. I think I mentioned that just a few minutes ago. Um, the interior will be known as Communicore Hall and the exterior as Communicore Plaza. And you could see that in the overall uh, diagram for Epcot, how the two kind of interplay with each other. So one half becomes Communicore Hall and the other becomes an exterior Communicore Plaza. Uh, there were no images shown or have been shown yet for the Communicore Hall. By the way, all of the images shown said 2012, uh, 2022 Disney, which makes you kind of feel like, okay, was this just designed? Are we just now figuring out what the center is? It feels a little bit like that. Maybe it's just that they did a post date before they re-released this again, but I just thought that was a little strange that um, these images seem almost too recent. Um, and there are no images for the interior of Communicore Hall. Essentially, I feel like this is more of a black box 
for providing events both inside and out. It's, it's really more of, um, well, what I said in many ways, it serves a similar purpose to what was done with World Showplace during the pandemic. If you remember, um, World Showplace is that big tented uh, space in between Canada and the UK. And during, as we came out of the pandemic, they did a lot of stuff inside the space, which I thought was very cool. They stopped doing that because now groups are starting to come back and the original purpose of World Showplace was to host big groups and events um, that were coming to the park, wine and dine them and have their own party or event experience there. So, but I feel like this is that experience of hosting things. We had um, Carol, who is the pianist from UK play in there. We had other shows. We had retail in there. We had uh, booths from all the different places to sit and so forth. I think this is being played out in what is Communicore Hall. They have also said that there um, would be a demo kitchen, mixology bar, gallery space, similar to what was staged inside um, of Wonders of Life as well, well before. You know, they had pretty well um, removed all the elements of Wonders of Life and had been using that as sort of this space. And it, that too is... Um, similar. We should also mention that they have announced that Mickey and Friends are reappearing and it's essentially in the very same space as was there for um, they're in the same footprint as they were earlier. In fact, if you look at the footprint for Mickey and Friends Communicore Hall, you kind of start wondering scratching your head and going, why didn't they just keep the original building that they had? But notwithstanding that's this is and it may be, again, a lot of reasons why I thought Interventions buildings were going down is because they were no longer reliable buildings. Um, the Communicore Plaza is on the backside of Communicore Hall facing, and it actually looks like it's facing toward a journey to imagination. Now, there's an image showing, uh, and they've said that there is a smaller stage and a larger stage. And the image shown is a nighttime image during the Festival of the Arts, and you see an entertainer on the far left. She's performing. This is actually facing in toward the inner ring or the hub that we have been talking about. I think that the plaza area is actually where the larger theater space is intended to be and where that is going to occur. I also wonder, because remember, a big part of what has been happening for many years in Future World was that high school groups would come and perform. My guess is they're going to also use this as a vehicle for those kinds of events, as well as, again, larger entertainment acts um, that would play. For instance, there's always been a sort of um, uh, musical group that came in during the, during the holidays. They've also played during in World Showplace uh, during that time of year. So I could see them playing in in that uh, plaza area. So for me, the biggest surprise of the week actually comes from new illustrations that give us a better glimpse of what Journey of Water inspired by Moana is actually going to be about. 
Previously, I have to say this looked like a nicely themed sidewalk uh, that curved a couple of different ways on the way to the seas and to the land. This week, we got some really great images. Now, mind you, on the, th uh, the aerial map, it's still blocked out as exactly what is the pathway and how people are moving through this. And there are, by the way, pathways leading, again, as I mentioned earlier, directly to the seas after you pass Spaceship Earth, and then the larger pathway that always happened in between interventions on the way to the land. There's a separate pathway now that leads you through Journey of Water and on, on through, and it's, it's really very impressive. And when I say impressive, it looks like a lot of different water elements at play, a lot of thematic structure, a lot of landscaping details, plus um, plus uh, lighting structures to make it possible to see at night. Uh, there's a large canopy covering a portion of it. It really does look like a stop and play. Uh, I think that they called it a meet and play experience. And uh, it really, does seem very impressive and in the effort which has been it has been going on i think there's been so many different versions where imagineers have tried to say how can we make future world much more organic much more lush and landscaped this is a welcomed uh this is a welcomed experience uh and very different and very uh appropriate to the themes of nature to have this and it really becomes kind of a third player in uh, world uh, nature already in world discovery you have guardians and you have mission space and you have test track and somehow the play pavilion is supposed to be part of it but here in world discovery you only have uh, the seas and the land now this actually leads very nicely to some outstanding questions. And one of which is, is that imagination's future, it is not linked to world discovery, even though, or world nature, even though it's on that side of the property. The original map showed it being part of world celebration, but we have no details yet still of imagination's future or its link to world celebration or what it's going to be like. So those things, that is just completely left to be determined. By the way, other outstanding questions are out there, such as where are we on details and a timeline for the Play Pavilion, which is Guardian of the Galaxy's next door neighbor. As I mentioned previously, I just feel like the old Epcot had a lot more rides and attractions and that we're missing some of that. Um, mind you, we've added Ratatouille, and man, we've replaced the universe of energy in a major way with, with this new Guardians attraction, but it still feels like there could be something more here. The future of the Odyssey uh, restaurant, which housed the preview center for what was soon to come at Epcot, that's been closed. We don't know what, that has also played a role as kind of a festival pavilion over the years, as well as wonders of life when it was emptied out. Um, so we don't really, really know too much about the future of that. Um, I have heard that the Starbucks kiosk 
is going to be simply a kiosk as part of the festival a kiosk and that makes a lot of sense um, we did learn this week that there is no standby line for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Um, so that's very interesting news that it's going to begin on day one at the end of May as a virtual queue. And that uh, has already been met with um, um, some people love that, some people hate that. Let's just put it that way. By the way, I think this is the perfect opportunity to uh, mention that I am heading to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind in the next 24 hours. And I'm excited to see not just what that attraction is going to look like, but really what that attraction has to say about the future of Epcot and what this is all going to, to suggest for all of us. And I'm excited to share it with you on our next podcast. So be sure to subscribe so that you can uh, be notified when that podcast comes out. In the meantime, make sure you go back and you check out the Connections Cafe and Eatery review that we did in our last previous podcast. I had a great opportunity to enjoy the time with John Frost of the Disneyblog.com. And uh, we just had a great opportunity talking about all things Epcot. Make sure you check that out if you haven't already. And then finally, thank you for joining us for this Disney at Play podcast and all of our podcasts. We appreciate you being a part. If you have a chance, go and check out our Patreon group, the Wayfinder Society, where for as little as a dollar a month, you not only help to support this show and its attending websites, but also uh, get access to one of our Disney at Play interactive guides. If you want to know what that looks like, go over to our website because they will give you a chance to check out some links there. You'll, uh, you'll be able to see two sneak peeks at uh, what that's all about. In the meantime, again, thank you for being a part in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage. Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon. Thank you.